Hi, you're listening to another episode of Lavish Hospitality. I am here with a new friend, Julie, and I'm going to let her introduce herself in a few minutes. But um, I usually kind of talk about what's going on in life. We are heading to Atlanta, or when you listen to this, we will have just gotten back from Atlanta. We're taking a little mother-son road trip this weekend to see friends and hang out and go to our church that we went to um, while we lived in Atlanta. I just finished two paintings and three hymn paintings. So those are about it. It's hard to work. Julie, you'll know this. It's hard to work when your kids are home. And I mean, I think you homeschool, right? Right. Yeah. So mine go to school and I'm so thankful. And we have a great public school down the road. And so it is hard for me to be emotionally creative in the summer when I'm all hands on deck. So are you ever that way with creative juices? Goodness, you said art. I am not artsy at all. So, but writing, I guess when I was writing, yes, I did have to be alone. Yeah, I need to focus. Yeah, that focus (laughs) and anything creative is takes a certain, it's not just let me sit down and write or let me sit down and paint. It's it's an emotional energy. It's a physical energy. And by eight o'clock, I'm like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> I'm going to lay down in bed. <laughs> but um, Julie, will you tell us who you are, what you do, and who you live with? Yes. So I'm Julie Perido. Um, I guess who I am, most importantly, a Christ follower. And then wife and mom. I was kind of be my three Three definitions of who I am. Um, I was who I am, who I live with, mm-hmm. and what was, okay. and what do you do? Uh, what do I do? That was it. Uh, what do I do? I'm a homeschool mom. Mostly is kind of what I do most days. So we have four kids. So I live with my husband and four kids, and I homeschool and I love it. But right now we're on summer break, and I also really love yes. that. So. <laughs> That's been very nice. So right now what I do is I hang out with my kids and kind of have a slow season of summer, which has been wonderful. But yeah, during the year we're homeschooling and yeah, just being a mom and wife and all those fun things. Yeah. What do y'all like to do during the summer? Are y'all pool people or travel people or sit and do nothing people? Um, I'm more of a sit and do nothing person. My kids would love if we had a pool. We don't. Um, but I like not having a lot of plans. So just being able to go on bike rides or sitting and reading a book with my kids, um, sitting, uh, sitting outside and talking, that kind of thing. Um, it's kind of, yeah, we're not a go, go, go kind of family. So how old are your kids? Current ages are nine, eight, six, and two. Okay. Three of them are going to have birthdays in the next couple months, so they'll be bumped up a little bit. Exactly. So. That's how mine are. And I get to the point in the summer where I'm like, oh, and I just go ahead and bump them up to the next <laughs> right. age because their birthdays are September and October. So I feel like, okay. well, they're almost 10 and 9, so sure, be 10 and 9. Right. Yes. By the end of summer, we'll be... 10, 8, 7, and 3. So, yeah, we're getting there, but Crazy. not quite yet. So, yeah, yeah, it's. I think it's, um, it's neat to hear other moms' summer plans because 
We have stuff every week of the summer. I teach art camp. I teach like a teen, like a tween girls Bible study camp. I teach a boy art camp day. They are in swim team. We're taking road trips. We go on vacation. We so because if I just say, "Hey, boys, do what you want," they'll they'll be on arcade all day. I mean, or or technology that we supervise, but I still don't want them on technology all day. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, it's yeah, go ahead. It's definitely kind of a personality thing. Cause my husband and I are both that way. Even when we're on vacation, like we would rather just have no plans versus like, we're going to the amusement park and, you know, pushing ourselves and doing all this fun stuff. Like fun for us. It's just like meandering and yeah. no schedule. And that's kind of pretty typical for our normal rhythm of life is not having too many plans. Cause we get just like overwhelmed mm-hmm. and easily <laughs> that that works well if it's just Eric and I like when we just vacation ourselves we're just like oh let's go someplace and just stay there and like go pick out a restaurant or whatever but not with boys so we okay yeah. we've just learned that if we say yeah just we're just gonna chill around the house they'll be like what are we gonna do now what are, so maybe I've created that that beast probably have but um it's okay yeah. it is okay Well, we are talking about this summer on the podcast, um, the guests that I've had on and I myself just rambling when I go on a, on a single podcast is favorite scriptures or favorite Bible passages. And I was talking, um, this past week on the podcast, like that's really hard to just pick one favorite Bible passage. And I know we all have more than one favorite, but um, you just put out a book. When was it? I, I just learned about it. So I don't know if it's like brand it's new. It's pretty new still February. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm not too, scale. too far behind the, the eight ball. Um, mm-hmm. but it is called draw the verse. Will you, before we get into Jeremiah, will you talk about draw the verse? And I'm going to link it in the show notes, but we're excited to have it in our family. It came last week. So can you, can you talk about that? Sure. Yeah. So, um, it's draw the verse. The subtitle is a scripture memory and application tool for families. Excuse me. And it takes, um, visual Bible verses that, um, families will be challenged to memorize and it provides space and direction to draw out that verse because I found out through the process of writing the book that there's been research that's been done mm-hmm. that drawing is actually a top memorization tool. Mm-hmm. Um, so as you're drawing the visual verse and you're working to memorize it and you're learning to apply it and you're talking about it as a family, um, the goal is just for families together to memorize and apply scripture. Um, and my heart is just to help families do that there's a there's a ton of great devotionals out there Mm -hmm. that we've used and I love but I kind of saw this area of scripture memory where there's songs and different things but that wasn't really a lot of books for scripture memory Mm -hmm. um especially ones that use drawing and visualization to help memorize scripture so um scripture memory is for a Christian is huge because that's how we know how to live. That's how the Holy Spirit directs us mm-hmm. in daily life is by bringing scripture to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I really wanted to just create this tool to help families to um, be in the word together and be hiding God's word in their heart, drawing God's word on their yeah. hearts together. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of the brief overview. Um, why? 
expound more on why scripture memory is important. Primarily, I mean, we we were at a church in Durham a decade ago. My husband was on staff there. Andy Davis, he wrote this book on memorizing long passages of scripture. And I get overwhelmed by that. My husband does it better than I do. But like memorizing a whole book of the Bible. And you're just going one day, one day, one day, like adding. And I'm like, but then I sit and I'm anxious about something. And I'm driving in my car. And the Psalms especially just come like all the time. I mean, I've been a Christian for 40 years. And I mean, went to a Christian school. So I still remember one of the first verses I memorized, Proverbs 22, 6. Um, it, I mean, it's in there, but is it important to to have a have a plan to memorize scripture? Do you think it's important, and or any other things on memorizing scripture? That's a good question. Um, I guess, kind of like you, I have tried to memorize longer passage and I passages, and I kind of get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> um, but. Similarly to you, too, I also went to a Christian school, a Christian college, grew up in the church, I've mm-hmm. been a Christian basically my whole life. Um, and those verses that I memorized, like you said, like I just told my kids a verse we were referencing, like, well, why did God, uh, why did God create people? And I was like, well, Revelation 4.11 says this. I memorized this in sixth grade. <laughs> and so I pulled out Revelation 4.11 and we talked about it. Um, for God's pleasure, we were created. And so I have seen the benefit of all those years of memorizing verses. Um, like you said, you're driving the car and scripture comes to mind when you need it. I've had those experiences Mm -hmm. as well, where I'm praying and like the Holy spirit brings the right scripture to mind. And so, um, I guess as far as like, a method or the length of passages, I can't really speak to that as much as just I've seen the benefit Mm -hmm. of memorizing scripture over the years and having those words in my heart. And um, there's a verse about, I can't remember where it is exactly, but the Holy Spirit will bring to your mind, will help you remember Mm -hmm. the words. And so putting those words in your heart so that he can then remind you of them mm-hmm. when you need it. So, yeah, I mean, I think as long as you're doing something, something. Um, and even like with my book, you're drawing the verse and you'll have to work to memorize mm-hmm. the words. Um, but you're getting that visual image in your head as you're drawing it of what the scripture is. And so even if you're not memorizing exactly the word for word, the concept that you can then go back to, um, I think is also beneficial. Yeah. So yeah, so just being in the word and learning what it says. Um, I think, yeah, you're never going to go wrong with memorizing scripture mm-hmm. to any degree. Yeah. Something we learned during COVID. So my boys were end of kindergarten and first grade when COVID shutdown hit. So I mean, they were still in easy school and then they did online school for like half a year. I think it was, or maybe the whole year. I don't remember. It's all a blur. Um, (laughs) COVID is like two and a half years of my brain had to function a lot and man, in different ways. But um, we started doing that art hub for kids or kids art hub. Yeah, we do that. We loved it during COVID. And actually we just did one last week. We did... um, whatever his name is on Sonic the Hedgehog 2, the little, his little pal. 
Um, and it was just so fun. And just seeing them draw. And I'm an artist. So when I saw Draw the Verse, I was like, oh, what's this? So I, I did some more searching. And just I love that this is available for them. Um, but kids, a lot of kids are visual. I won't say all kids because we all have different learning styles. And this, I really like this layout because you do draw it, but there's other ways. You don't just say here, draw verse, and that's how you got to learn it, but you say it and you memorize it. So you're using different parts of the brain. Um, but kids are super visual because of technology. I, I feel like these days they're arcade games are like blown it out of water with graphics or the movies they see. We, we do the dollar movie theater almost every week in the summer because it's two bucks and it's hot and it's in the middle of the day. So um, we, most of the time they've already seen them, but it's like the graphics are just bombarding them. So if we can get a page in our kids um, drawing, illustrating world and have them, be shaped by doing that to memorize scripture. I think that's a great tool um, mm-hmm. to put in well, their and, hands. And you said um, how they learn. You referenced something about mm-hmm. how kids learn, but um, that, so the research, there's a study done by the university of Waterloo in Canada. Um, but that was the research that I um, mentioned a few minutes ago. Um, so they compared multiple um, memorization techniques mm-hmm. and drawing always came out on top. And they said that it doesn't matter what your learning style is mm. or how artistic you are. It's just like you said, you're like visualizing it, drawing it out. Mm-hmm. And like, you're using so many different parts of like your brain sure. that it doesn't matter how you learn or how artistic you are. Anybody can benefit using drawing for memorization. I thought that was really cool. Because when I first started out making the book, I thought, oh, this will be for like the artsy kids Mm -hmm. or the kids who don't memorize words real well. But I was like, no, this is for everybody. So I thought that was really neat and encouraging. (laughs) Um, What I did, I was telling you a little bit about it before we hopped on. But before I got married, I created this curriculum for a church in Raleigh. And it was birth through 12th. And it was like age graded. So we taught the same scriptures, but every four years you just got the same scriptures again and got them deeper and heart. So we wanted families to be able to come around the word of God and be learning the same thing. Cause a, a lot of churches, you're going to have a two year old learning something different than the junior in high school, learning something different than their parents. And then you come around the table on Sunday and you're like, Whoa, we don't have time to delve into all three of these things. So if you're learning the same thing as a family, it, again, gives you the opportunity as parents to say, hey, let's talk about this part of what we're learning today. And then tomorrow, let's talk about the next part. So I, again, love it for it's not just for me to send Elijah to his room in color, but we can sit down at the table and all three of us do it, whether I homeschool or not. I mean, we can do it after school one day. Right. Yes. And then your kids can also use it to encourage you Mm -hmm. and you can use the verse to encourage them. And yeah, it just kind of becomes a part of your conversation because you're all learning the same thing, like you said. So, yeah. Well, I really like it. I'm excited about it. Um, It was out on our patio on our deck the other day and it was just laying there. And I'm like, I'm thankful it hadn't rained because one of my sons had left it out there. And I was (laughs) like, well, thankfully it hadn't rained. So the book's not messed up yet. But 
And if you're wondering, maybe you have, maybe you have a lot of kids or more kids than me, but this book, so the layout of it is the, the lesson, the drawing, but then you have extra pages of the drawings in the back. So in each copy of the book, you get two, two copies of the thing. So you can hand it out to all your kids if you have two, but also you have it available to download. I think once you purchase the book, hopefully to, to, um, go and just print copies. Or scan them. So So that way you only need one book for the whole family. If you have a big family or if your kid messes up the drawing, you can just print another Mm -hmm. one. No big deal. Or if you want to go through the book a second time, um, it's just, yeah, very uh, user family friendly where I've bought some Bible tools in the past where I'm like, I have to get one of these for each of my kids. Mm -hmm. That adds up quickly. This is one for your family (laughs) for forever. So (laughs) it it really does. And we, we have just started this like Bibles are, are, I mean, expensive is a relative term, but yeah, the more kids you have, the more things you have to buy. You're like, Oh, so, um, and we don't have the largest budget in the world for, books and supplies and everything. So it's lovely that you and the publisher or whoever decided that, Hey, we want to make this affordable and attainable to parents, especially if they have yes. more than two kids. So, yes. And for the listener, it's only nine ninety nine. So for nine ninety nine, you're getting, like I said, one book that you can use for forever for your whole family. So yes, I really wanted it to be the cost not to be a hindrance mm-hmm. to anybody. Just anybody can get it. So. Yeah. And we were talking before I have an iPad and procreate is a $10 app forever. You don't have to keep buying it. It's not a monthly subscription. Um, but I can import those PDFs from the website and import them. And then my kids can maybe we're in a car and I don't want to bring crayons and colored pencils or the copies, or I forget them or we're at a hotel and I need Hey, I need to buy a little time because every mom probably needs a little bit of time sometime. Um, to I can just pull it up, put it in my iPad, and then they can draw or color, or delete it. I mean, they can do whatever in the Procreate app. So yeah, I love that idea. I had never thought of that before you mentioned it, but that's a really great idea. Well, that's exciting. So um, <laughs> we are going to talk about one of the passages in the book. It's out of Jeremiah. But mm-hmm. I am going to let you talk about that, and then we'll just dialogue, like why it's important, maybe the background, who's Jeremiah, why you chose this one, or whatever, and how it led to this book, because I think that's where we're going with that. Sure. sure. So I'll go ahead and read the passage first, and then awesome. we can kind of talk about it. So it's Jeremiah seventeen five through 9, says, This is what the Lord says, Cursed is the man who trusts in mankind and makes flesh his strength and whose heart turns away from the Lord. For he will be like a bush in the desert and will not see when prosperity comes. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose trust is the Lord. For he will be like a tree planted by the water that extends its roots by a stream and does not fear when the heat comes, but its leaves will be green and it will not be anxious in a year of drought, nor cease to yield fruit. And then it goes on to say, the heart is deceitful above Mm. all things who can understand it. So really this passage started back in when I was a teenager. I had read it in my Bible and it was really encouraging to me um, to not trust in um, people for my Mm -hmm. confidence, not Mm -hmm. if people didn't treat me the way I thought I should be treated or wanted to be treated or should have been treated. Um, It was encouraging to me. that 
I could trust in the Lord and still have confidence and still bear fruit and still be prospering. Um, and as soon as I um, trusted in in man, like those first few verses said, mm-hmm. um, then you're going to be like that bush in the desert. Yeah. So that's kind of where this verse, this passage first got um, kind of planted in me. Um, but then fast forward to just a few years ago, I was doing a class at church and we were going through a book called How People Change, mm-hmm. which is by Paul David Tripp and yes. Tim Lane. Have you heard of it? Yes. We are big. <laughs> we're big trip fans. I probably could like find it really quick on my bookshelf. Oh, so yes. Awesome. I yes. love that. Okay. So you'll know exactly what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. So this passage is a main part of that book. And, but instead of, like I said, back when I was a teenager, I kind of more thought of it as like me and other people. I shouldn't yep. trust other people. I should trust God. But this book, How People Change, turns it inward, saying you shouldn't trust yourself. Mm -hmm. You should trust in the Lord. So it kind of took a shift from how I had always perceived this passage. Um, uh, I shouldn't trust my heart, which is my thoughts and Mm -hmm. my desires and my feelings. I shouldn't be guided by my feelings or my perception of things. I need to be guided by God and his word and trusting in him. And when I am, I'll be like that tree by the water. Mm -hmm. Um, So as we were going through this class... I was like, oh, like this is a fresh perspective on these verses. I really want my kids to learn these truths. Mm -hmm. And so um, in the past, we had done scripture memory, like I mentioned before. Like we've done the songs and the hand motions, and that's all great. Like we learn scripture that way for sure. But with this passage, I was like, this has that cool visual visual imagery of the bush in the desert Mm -hmm. when you're trusting in your heart or trusting in other people and the tree by the water when you're trusting the Lord. So I wrote out the verses on a piece of paper and I had them draw a bush in the desert and I had them draw a tree by the water. Um, I had them draw the heart, heart is deceitful above all things. Um, so they're drawing and I'm talking about what I'm learning in this book and how we shouldn't trust our heart. We shouldn't follow our feelings. We need to trust in the Lord to be like that tree by the water. And so this was probably, I don't know, two, two to three years ago. So as they're doing this, I'm like, oh, this will be a really cool book. I want to find a book that uses drawing for <laughs> scripture memory. So I went on Amazon. I'm like, there, surely there's a book that uses drawing be for scripture memory. Right. So there's like art journals and drawing devotionals and that coloring kind of thing. Coloring books, but sure. Yes, coloring books, a lot of those. But specifically scripture memory mm-hmm. using drawing. I couldn't find anything on that. So I kept kind of pushed it in the back of my mind like well this would this would make a good book um someone should do that (laughs) so long story short about a year later I was sitting on the couch praying about something completely opposite and again this um idea for the book was like boom like I felt like very strongly the Holy Spirit being like you like you need to make this book Mm -hmm. it's not just like oh that's a nice thought someone should do that like it was very clear I should do that Mm -hmm. and so I am took the steps and he kept making the ways clear and now we have the book but yeah it all started with this this passage um the visual imagery and so throughout the book there's a lot of um well all of the the verses all 24 verses have some sort of visual imagery to it Mm -hmm. that you will end up drawing to help um get them in your heart and in your mind i think it's interesting that that you chose this particular verse or this passage, because a lot of times in our culture, both as kids and um, I mean, especially kids right now in, in the sexual world of everything is just go with your heart, do it, do what feels good to you. Um, 
If you want to be somebody else, be somebody else. Like, it's okay. Do what you want. Um, and then teenagers, the same way. I mean, we learned that verse, that Proverbs 4.23, like, guard the heart above all else because out of it flows everything. And that's, it's almost, I was listening to a Bible devotional the other day, and I was like, most of the time that's just like physical, sexual things, like don't go or whatever because don't give your heart away. And it's really like the heart is everything. Like everything flows from that. And to guard it uh, religiously, I mean, for a lack of better words, is just to guard it above all else. And you're not going to. And then this one's like, hey, your heart is messed up. Mm-hmm. And even as like a Christian business owner who, I mean, does things, does art, does scripture stickers, writes, does podcasts, everything. I'm in this creative world. And even a lot of them are like, oh, just do what your heart tells you to do. And I'm like, no, like, <laughs> I just want to scream that. At you. I'm like, okay, all right. Maybe I can just like put out Jeremiah 17 somewhere, but, right. or Proverbs 4, 23 or Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Just something that would say, your heart is not the one to trust. Right. And that if we can feel like if we can get our kids there, like you said, you learned it one way when you were a teenager, like kind of had one understanding of it. And then as we grow and deepen and mature and come to love Jesus more and his spirit is working in us, he says, oh, okay, this is maybe the, the right. And like, this is where it is. Like your heart is, don't trust your heart. Don't trust that you're going right. to always do the right things. And our kids need to know that because it's a messed up world out there. <laughs> so. Yes, 100%. Um, yeah, and I think, I don't know, you said so many things I want to touch no, on. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, back to the guarding your heart verse. I feel like, yeah, I had learned that as a kid, mm-hmm. but I didn't really know what it meant until mm-hmm. recently. Well, what is my heart? How do I guard it? Like, what does that mean? Um, and those are some of the things I flesh out in the book because I didn't want just people to just memorize scripture. I want them to know how to apply it. What Mm -hmm. does it mean? How can I now change my life according to this? And I would say probably these Jeremiah verses, um, these are probably the most reference verses that we've memorized. I would say Hmm. for my kids, because how often throughout the day do we follow our hearts? You know what I mean? Like we can see all the time, like, when your heart starts turning Mm -hmm. away from the Lord, um, you're going to have the thorns of anger and anxiousness and all those things. And, um, so it, these verses have been really foundational, um, and a great, great talking points for sure. For when, um, even for myself, like when I start feeling anxious or angry or any yes. of those things like I'm like oh like I'm I'm starting to be like that bush mm-hmm. in the desert I need to turn my heart back towards the Lord yeah. um so anyways yeah these have been super foundational for us um and yeah not only is culture telling people to follow their heart like you said um but I think just naturally that's kind of what we do because sure. our perception of things becomes reality to Mm -hmm. us and it takes a lot of intention to say I'm not going to believe my perception I'm going to believe what the Bible says um so yes to everything you said (laughs) no and um I was talking I I think I was talking to one of my sons the other day 
But I was like, when, when we disobey, that's really just either a love sin or a belief sin, a sin of unbelief. Because if I, if I get anxious about something, I mean, whenever it comes to medical test, I am like hugely anxious. And I'm like driving to a mammogram a month ago and just, I mean, I couldn't sing the night before to my son to put him to bed. He had to sing Jesus Strong and Kind to me because I couldn't sing it because I was sobbing. And that, I mean, that was like one of those stellar mom, I have a lot of mom fail moments, but that was one of those just, I want to remember the rest of my life mom moments because we had sung it enough so that as I was putting him to bed, I could say, buddy, I can't sing this tonight because I'm crying, not because I don't want to. And I'm like, he's like, but how does it start? So I sang the first three words to him and he just sang the rest of it. And I'm like, and if I, if I, why am I so anxious right now? Do I not believe that God has a good plan for my life? That God is in charge of every medical test that I will ever have? That nothing surprises him? There's a verse um, in the Psalms. It's like, I will fear no bad news because I trust in the one who holds it. Or I, mm-hmm. I know my Savior's heart. I know my God's heart. And it's good and kind. Not that if it was a positive, it tested something for positive, then would he still be good and kind? Sure. Because right. all he does is good. And that's the verse we picked out for our older son for his life. Verses Psalm 119, 68. It's like, you are good and do good. Teach me your ways. And the first five years of his life, we moved so much and it was hard and it was trials after trials after trials. And I like that was all God because I probably didn't even know that verse until we were just looking and saw that. And I was like, man, I want him to know that no matter if it's good or bad, all God does is good. Mm-hmm. And if you believe that, that he's in charge, then. So that's that sin of unbelief. So my heart is telling me anxious, angry, impatient, unkind. I'm believing my heart. uh, I need it more. Like I need whatever you're interrupting more or whatever, whatever the sin is. So that's a great verse for for kids to to plug into. Yeah. And really, as you're talking, I'm thinking like, I feel like a lot of our, a lot of the Christian life comes down to trust God, pray, read your Bible, kind of stuff like, oh, that's cliche. I've Mm -hmm. heard that. But really, like, there's more to it than that. I can figure it out is what we're thinking. But it's like, no, it really, it it really does come down to trusting the Lord, trusting his character, Mm -hmm. like you were saying. Um, And in some ways, it can be scary to Mm -hmm. let go of the control that I think I have and trust the Lord, but like there's no better place to be Mm -hmm. than handing over your life to God Mm -hmm. trusting him with it. He, like you said, he's good. He's trustworthy. He's kind. He's holy. He's powerful. Yeah. Um, you know, you're never going to go wrong when you, when you give your life to the Lord. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, but it comes down to those consistent, daily choices kind of like you were saying like when you're scared when you're feeling anxious when you're frustrated because you're interrupted Mm -hmm. again like once again trusting the lord turning your heart towards him um so yeah these verses have been um super helpful for us and i think like the visual side of that of kids can relate to like a bush in the desert and they can relate to a tree by the water Mm -hmm. growing fruit and so um 
I think that has really helped my kids in particular to understand mm-hmm. these concepts. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was listening to a sermon before we hopped on this morning. Um, it was a friend of mine. He's up at a church in Virginia. He was preaching through Psalm 19. And it's one of the first Psalms I memorized for seminary. It's We had to memorize it. I probably memorized it in NIV because it was that long ago. So um, that was before the ESV came out or the CSB or anything. But he was saying how, how if anything is wrong in our lives, and I'm not talking about if you, if, if you have a psychological problem and you need help of some sort, I'm not talking about that. I'm, I'm talking about if, if there's a difficulty that I'm facing and I don't have, I'm discouraged. I don't know what to do. These are, this is what he said, um, Psalm 19, 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. And the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. And the last one is like, more does... Like desire them more than anything else, more than the richest things that you could have. Desire what God says. And I think if I could get my boys to to hold on to that, I think one of them has has accepted Christ and one we're still praying that the Lord would change his heart. And I mean, even putting them to bed, I'm singing songs and it's like, okay, are these were are these songs that are filled with the truth of God's word? And are we living it out? Not just do I write it out for other people in in art or design a sticker, but are we living these scriptures out? Do we do our boys see Eric and I live these out in front of them or repent and ask for their forgiveness when we don't? Like those are all important right. when you're trying to train up your children in the way they should go. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that I try to be really intentional about is apologizing Mm -hmm. or saying like, Hey, I'm struggling. This person hurt me and I'm kind of struggling with bitterness, but I, I'm going to choose to like, to trust God and to forgive them and to do the right thing and to ask him to help me because, um, I don't want to be like that, but that's kind of coming back to those verses. Um, but yeah, I think, um, being, I've heard once, um, on another podcast, they said that kids who followed, the faith into adulthood, a big part of that was parents just being real Mm -hmm. in their faith, them seeing not just like, Oh, we went to church on Sunday, but like, no, if something happened, we all stopped to pray. Or, um, I always saw my mom reading her Bible in the morning, like that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. They saw that genuine faith. And so, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. And we're not going to do it perfectly. And, um, our kids are going to see us fail, but, Oh Yeah. But it's seeing, yeah. seeing us then pick ourselves up mm-hmm. and go, keep going towards the Lord. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's like, you can, I think it can be tempting to think like, oh, um, I was harsh with them and I shouldn't have been or whatever. But really it's good because they're going to see I'm not perfect and I need mm-hmm. God just as much as they do. And I'm oh, not yeah. just telling them you need God, but I'm sitting up on my like holier than thou <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> throne or whatever. But, you know, this is for all of us. The scripture that we're memorizing Mm -hmm. memorizing is for all of us. Um, And 
I need to choose to turn my heart mm-hmm. towards the Lord, just like you do. Yep. So, yeah. So encouraging. Um, if you Do you have any other resources that y'all have used that that might be good resources for other people? Before I get to my last two questions, I didn't oh, tell sure. you that question. It was really... <laughs> <laughs> um, let me think. Oh, so we've been using Raising Prayerful Kids. Yes. Which has been fabulous. Yep. And um, it just came out too, like March? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. And yeah, teaching my kids, I feel like I've been, like I said, I've been to Christian schools, church, all the things. Um, so teaching them the Bible mm-hmm. is not challenging for me, but for some reason, teach for some reason, teaching them how to pray. I don't know. I've just really struggled with that. Um, so that book has been super helpful. Good. Um, they have little like games and activities and I've seen fruit from that. Uh, we had only done it for like maybe a week. And then there was one like 24 hour period where all three of my older kids at one point said something about, we should pray about that. Mm. Or will you pray for me? And I'm like, oh, like they probably wouldn't have said that yeah. had we not been doing these practices through the book. Um, and they're super fun. Like we'll do like a nature walk and, um, you know, find things, cool things that God created and like mm. praise him for it. Like awesome. stuff like that. Yeah. Where it's like, this is totally doable. Um, I think they get a little more challenging as you get into the book. Um, not challenging, but like deep, deeper. Um, yeah. but yeah, so we've been enjoying that and kids read truth. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't bought anything from there for a while, but I like them. Yeah. Um, and what else? That's probably about it now um i know right those are probably the main main ones that we use and then we've been just i've been trying to get my kids more recently just to kind of read through the bible Mm -hmm. um we kind of go back and forth on reading straight scripture doing devotionals um but to kind of get them into the habit of doing their own devotions Mm -hmm. um i found a bible reading plan on crossway yes um yeah yeah kind of read through the bible for kids yeah. Um, it's like a 20 or, day reading yes. plan. Yep. Yeah. So that's been really doable and good. And it's really cool to see the questions that they'll come mm-hmm. up with. Or, um, like when we read about Noah, um, one of my kids was like, well, I have a question Were there dinosaurs on the ark. <laughs> and then, so we talked about that. And then another kid was like, I wonder if they've ever found Noah's Ark. Then we researched that. So it's really cool to see how just reading scripture will get them thinking and asking Mm -hmm. different questions. Um, That's kind of where we've been lately is just reading straight scripture, not a lot of devotionals. But yeah, that crossway plan has been really helpful. That's good. Thank you for those. I'll link those in the show notes. Um, Okay, the last two questions, because we're getting on the road to Atlanta, and your husband has the kids, so... Um, we'll relieve him or join him, whatever. But the last two questions are, um, what is the last best book you read or one of the best books you've read recently? Uh, I had to really think about this. <laughs> um, I would probably say 1000 gifts by Ann Voskamp. Okay. Um, and that actually, that really goes along with like the trusting the Lord and the Jeremiah passages. Um, like we were talking about, but her whole take is kind of starting with thankfulness and how thankfulness leads to trust. Mm-hmm. And when we trust God, then we have joy because we've seen him throughout the day as he's giving us these gifts um, of just like 
you know, super simple things like thank you for warm, warm water. Thank you for mm. the sound of the birds, like just finding yeah. very little things that you can be thankful for. Sure. And her thing is to make a list of these 1000 gifts. And so as you're on the lookout for things and thanking God for them, you start to build trust in him and that leads to joy. And then you can trust him with the hard things because you've yeah. seen his hand in the quote unquote good things. Um, so you know that the harder things have come through his hands to you as well. Um, so yeah, so that was, that was very um, encouraging and inspirational. Um, yeah. Are you reading anything now? Are you one of those I, people that have like stacks of like you read? I, or? Yes, I am one of those people. Um <laughs> So right now I'm reading um, When People Are Big and God is Small by Ed Welch. Yep. One of the um, best books. I mean, I read it 15 years ago and oh. one of those life-changing books from both my husband and I being in ministry. We were full-time ministry then and yeah, really oh, that's good. that's good to hear. Um, yeah, I'm probably two-thirds of the way through that one, but it's good. Um, and then... My nine-year-old and I have kind of been reading books together. Okay. Um, so there's a book called The Sign of the Beaver. It's a fictional, like, okay. middle-grade um, book that he read, and now I'm reading. Um, yeah, so those are kind of where I'm at right no, now. No, I need to know those because my son is always looking for – I mean, he likes dragons and animals and stuff like that. So uh-huh. maybe that would be good. And then yes. the last question is – what are you enjoying like right now? What is, what are you loving right now? I think kind of just going, tying this whole conversation together. <laughs> I'm just really loving summer with my kids. We, like I said, we're reading books. There's another read aloud that we're all doing together called Adventures with Waffles. That's been super fun and funny. Um, it was originally written in like Norwegian okay. and it's been translated to English. And like I laugh out loud in almost every <laughs> chapter. Um, and my son, I have to hide the book from my oldest because he's like, please, can we keep reading? Mm. And no, we have to end. Well, can I read it on my own? No, (laughs) (laughs) we're going to read it together. So that's been really fun. Um, and yeah, just going on, on walks together and bike rides and not having schoolwork to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Just kind of having a simple, slow summer. I've really been loving, so. Good, good. Well, Julie, thank you for hanging out with me today. Um, where can people find you or find the book or anything? Yeah, the book, um, the probably easiest place would be Amazon for the book. Um, draw the verse. And then <clears throat> for me on Instagram, it's pretty much the only place I'm pretty active. It's at Julie Perido. So, great. yeah. Well, I will link those in in the show notes as well, the book and how to find you on Instagram. And cause you post just, yeah, stuff you're doing with your kids or, or scripture or whatever. So it kind of ties all that in, but, um, we will be back next week for two more, two more podcasts in this series. And then we'll take a month break of July because July is a little bit crazy over here. So we're going to take a month and then be back in the fall when school starts for another season. But thanks for listening and go follow Julie, go get that book and uh, continue teaching your kids scripture, learning it yourself. So thanks y'all for listening.